Mr. Legs Podcast presents the Zen of Coaching. What I've noticed is, like you said, with kids maybe not instinctively doing some of these things, but then we're we're structuring all the coaching way early. So like in fifth, sixth, and flag football, I didn't, I don't try to overcoach them. You know, like I kind of, when I'm doing stuff, I'll coach them, but like, I'm not saying, I'm not telling them every little thing to do. Like coaching wrestling, you're not yelling every time. Do this, do Like you need to let them figure it out. But if they get to, you're building an athlete that's like, it's like training a dog. If you scream at your dog all the time and you go to hunt him and he sits there and looks at you, go hunt. Well, because you scream at him all the time. Like kids are like no different really. So then you're like, geez, why don't this dog's bred to love to hunt? Well, this kid might be, you know, bred to love to play football. But, like, when you yell at them and just do this, do this all the time and not let them naturally do it. You know, even, hey, what place did you get? Oh, I got second at this tournament. Oh, bummer. You know, it's like it doesn't even matter what place you get. It's all, like, scrimmages and exhibitions at this point in building them to love and want to do it, you know. And, like, who cares if I coach a sport? And I can't say how I influenced them, but the kids can, the kids might be able to say, you know, coach did all this stuff for me, but I, some people trying to like rack up, you know, how they're influencing everybody. But I don't know. That's my two cents on the watching kids kind of grow and mold and develop, you know, what makes a good teammate? Someone who's not gonna, if you, if you mess up, you don't want your teammates to be like, dude, why'd you do that? Like, come on. You want a teammate who will be encouraging, but you want that sometimes your teammates do got to get on you sometimes. You've got to get used to criticism. It's not They're not going to be perfect all the time, but you want your teammates to be encouraging and pick mm-hmm. you up and yeah. also be vocal. You want a vocal teammate. If something, if something gets messed up but you guys don't talk to each other, it might be the same thing again. It ain't going to fix it. Yeah, you good point. Talk. Can't read each other's minds. Yeah. I remember my first counseling class, the lady said, you know, what are you here for? Um, Somebody said, I'm here to help. I want to help um, kids. She said, anybody here to help? And, you know, that would have been my thought. I'm I'm here to help. She Mm -hmm. said, you might as well get up and leave now. You know, you're you're not going to (laughs) help. And, you know, somebody said, well, how about I'm here to better understand? Okay, yeah, maybe you'll better understand. But, you know, when you go there thinking what you're going to learn, you find out in the first five minutes, you might as well leave. You find out you don't know much. I don't want something to go our way just because the referee's bad. I just want it to be fair, and then we win, and, like, either not get lucky or get screwed. Uh, But we have a referee, Danny Sickles in Reedland, that does – mostly I've seen baseball and softball – and he is loud, and he controls the game. When he calls strikes and outs, he does a gesture and just screams it. And every time he umps the game, the kids play better, the atmosphere's better, and they love it. And he'll squirt water in the kid's face, call my name. And, like, but party is like when you does strike three. So what if your kid strikes out and Danny does this, like, hardcore strike three call and everybody cheers? You know, like, because that's what the people need. They need to see a strike three, they hear it, and they cheer. What the ump just, like, doesn't do anything. It's just, like, anticlimactic. So he does it, and then you'd think, well, what if little Jimmy, you know, gets his feelings hurt? The kids don't. I mean, they get over it. It's part of the game. They need to 
experience that. So then when they're, they trade someone out of their teammate does, they get to celebrate too. But There's just not many that know the game anymore or, or watch the game. So um, things that you could get away with years ago, not coaching because you guys knew the little intricacies of the game, the ins and outs, like need to be taught now. And it just, it takes more time. So if, if you're lacking on talent, like raw talent, you're probably not going to pile up the wins that you maybe would um, because, you know, things like uh, you and Derek, you know, I don't know how many times in your career you hit 83, 93, that slam. But but how many times did you run it, run it differently based on what you guys saw live on the field? And yeah. you didn't you didn't need to tell me that on the sideline. You just you just bent your route or skinnied it or whatever based on what you guys saw. And kids like honestly, it's rare that they do that on their own now. You know, they need to be told, well, the linebacker is taking a horizontal drop, so you need to flatten your route, you know, or the linebacker's taking a vertical drop, make it skinny, or, you know, whatever it is. It's just amazing how many, uh, like, football just isn't a priority. What What if some guy's like, hey, man, I need to get the ball more. I need more yards. I don't care if we win. What do you say? You don't worry about it. That's That's a selfish player. Those are the teammates you don't want. Right. You want teammates who are willing to just do whatever their coach tells them to do. If you're a wide receiver and you want to run deep every time and get it, or your coach asks you to block, you just block. You do what you're told. Yep. And don't complain about it. You know, because when everyone gets to be 18, you're mature, you're big, you have armpit hair. And if a guy decides he doesn't want to go out, it's fine. Like, the guy that's good, he's going to like football no matter what. You can have him run against a brick wall all day long, the guys that like it. But the guys that aren't as into it, and if it was like, let's say basketball has five guys. Well, if you weed guys out there, it's fine. You only need five. Football, you have 11 on the field at all times. It'd be nice to get, you know, you need people, and then you need them to be, like, 18. So my point of it is, like, why weed out your weaker guys and because you even need guys to carry stuff to the field. You guys remember carrying water jugs and stuff and like all that, like you need people on the team, but like the weed people out, that's not even, it's not even a fair fight, you know, cause if it was wrestling practice, they wouldn't let, you know, they'll be like, geez, Ben, you weigh 40 pounds more than him. You can't even touch him. Football rolls around. They're like, all right, go break that guy. <laughs> but I'm not saying like I'm a way softy, but there is a point of, you don't, you don't want people to just, there's a lot of people that have like weird experiences with like younger football. Just, you know, there's always that guy you remember that yeah, they stick I mean, them on you. I think it is important to keep kids around and keep kids interested in the sport. And like you said, I mean, eventually they're going to be 18 years old and you want to have enough people on your team to, to feel the good team. Yeah. And on, on top of that, you don't know what some scrawny sixth, sixth grader is going to grow yeah, into. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, Ben, you might have been leaving scrawny in sixth grade. I yeah, don't know. I was I was five nine one sixty in eighth grade. Sophomore year, I was six three two fifty. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, you don't you don't know what somebody's going to develop yeah. into because because boys change a lot at that age. So they do. I mean, it, I mean it's you don't want to weed out some kid just because they might not seem to like it then, I mean, because they might be a real asset to your team when they're older. Yeah, and it's such a team sport. Like you want people on your team it's the ultimate team like community thing I mean you can 
overachieved by just having even at Wartburg, we'd have guys that were really smart that weren't very good at maybe at football. They never got to play a whole lot, but we needed them on the team. They showed up to workouts. They did everything right, and they would. So there might be a guy who's an absolute stud, who's a wreck in school, out too late, whatever. Well, he needed that other guy around. You know, if we had all guys that were just good at football but not good at anything else, like it wouldn't be much of a team. You know, you need just like I said. I mean, I'm preaching about football, but like just you bringing up that guy, uh, the Rams guy. Like I'm sure he understands it, and like him recruiting your son is like you want. You don't want. There's five guys on the offensive line. Yeah, you might maybe want to be the best one, but you want guys by you that are good. You know, you don't right. want to just block one guy and the quarterback gets killed every play and be like, well, I blocked mine. Like, it's a team. You know, you need people. 